right, kids. It is 7.30 on a Thursday night. I'm just heading to my friend's house just to hang out with some other friends from the church. Um, we're about to start Job. Job is one of the more popular Old Testament books. It's, we do not know who the author is. And by date, theologians believe it's the oldest book in the Old Testament. Like it was this story, everything, um, quite old. The story, I'm sure you already know, is about a rich man, potentially a king, who is the subject of a of a a wager. What they're wagering, I don't know, but basically Satan goes into heaven, talks to God. This is basically a, just a law, an epic poem, is what this is. Satan goes into heaven, he talks to God, and he and God says, have you considered my my, um, have you considered Job? Um, and Satan pretty much goes back and forth with God saying, yeah, well, yeah, of course he's very faithful to you because you've blessed him so much. And God said, okay, you cannot touch Job, but you can touch his family. And after, after doing that, God will still remain faithful to me. Excuse me, the brush fell uh, Job will still remain faithful to me. And Satan said, okay. So Satan comes, goes, leaves heaven. And Job had many children and they were killed. He had almost unlimited amounts of cattle and goats and sheep and everything. All that destroyed. I, I mean, everything. All his possessions destroyed and all his children have been killed. And the story goes from there. I'm just going to pause it real quick. Oh, I've got to put my lights on. Um, I, should, oh, I should probably read the, uh, the introduction by John MacArthur. See who he thinks the author is. I don't think they're, their tradition tells us who the author is. I mean, maybe Moses, but I don't think so. Sorry about the blinker noise. That's annoying. Here we go. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Sorry, it's like the worst recorded podcast. Just hear me driving. kind of excited to go into Job. It's one of my my favorite books in the Bible. We're going to take a long time on Job too, though, by the way. Um, 
Job. Um, it's actually long, but let's see. <sighs> All right. Skim through here. I'm going to pause it, and I'm going to read some stuff about this book. Then I'll unpause it, and it'll be as if I didn't stop. Hang on. All right. So, yeah, um, it's an older book. Uh, tradition, Talmudic tradition states maybe Moses wrote it. Maybe Solomon wrote it because of the key, I think it's the imagery and language. It's also found in Ecclesiastes. Some other people believe Isaiah or Hezekiah wrote it, but there's no evidence for that. So, without further ado, this is going to be uh, at least 10 to 15 episodes. It's a long book. Uh, even longer is the next one. Um, coming up on Song of Solomon, and I don't know if I'm going to do that one. I'm sure you kids don't need to hear me reading Song of Solomon to you. I think the job is for you guys to read it to your spouse. So, anyways. Without further ado, here is chapter one, book of Job. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. There were born to him seven sons and three daughters. He possessed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 female donkeys, and very many servants, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. Here we go yarn again. His sons used to go and hold a feast in the house of each one uh, on his day. Then they would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And when the days of the feast had run their course, Job would send and consecrate them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down on it. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, who fears God and turns away from evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your hand. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. There came a messenger to Job that said, The oxen were plowing and, and the donkeys feeding beside them, and the Sabians fell upon them and took them and struck down the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The Chaldeans formed three groups and made a raid on the camels and took them and struck down the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And behold, a great wind came across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young people, and they are all dead, and I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and fell on the ground and worshipped, and he said, 
Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Oh, there's a lot to unpack there, guys. Hmm. Again, there's a day when the sons of God came to present themselves. Oh, hang on one second. What does that mean? I have to stop and look at it. See, sons of God. Job's life is well be caught up in heavenly strategies as the scene moves from earth to heaven where God is holding counsel with his heavenly court. Neither Job nor his friends ever knew about this. The angelic host came to God's throne to render account of their ministry throughout the earth and heaven. Like a Judas among the apostles, Satan was with the angels. Satan, emboldened by the success he had with the unfallen Adam in paradise, he was confident that the fear of God and Job, one of the fallen race, would not stand. So I think, God, so I guess it's talking about angels when they say sons of God. Uh, chapter 2. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down on it. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil? He still holds fast his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without reason. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, all that a man has he will give his life, but stretch out your hand and touch his bone and flesh, and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, only spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with loathsome sores from the soul of his foot to the crown of his head, and he took a piece of broken pottery with which to scrape himself while he sat in the ashes. Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women would speak. Shall we receive good from God, and shall we not receive evil? And all this Job did not sin with his lips. Now when Job's three friends heard all the evil that had come upon him, they came each from his own place, Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad, the Shuite, Zophar, the Namathite, they made an appointment together to come to show him sympathy and comfort him. And when they saw him from a distance, they did not recognize him. And they raised their voices and wept, and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads toward heaven. And they sat with him on the ground seven days and seven nights, and no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his suffering was very great. Let me stop right here. Job's wife catches a lot of crap for telling Job to curse God and die. What people fail to remember is she lost her children too. And she lost all the wealth too. And she lost a ton of, she's had a lot of heartbreak. And so when she says for Job to curse God and die, that was more, I think that's more of a, sorry, I'm just opening and closing my door. That, that was more of a like mercy towards Job, but uh, Job rebuked her, and of course Job shows the hero. But we gotta, we have to really give Job's wife, cut her some slack on on this issue. And also, and I've talked to you guys about this before. Um, Job's friends, the first seven days they were with him, did an exceptional job of being with him, and because they said nothing. Sometimes when someone's hurting, all, in fact, a lot of times, a lot of times someone's hurting, just your presence alone, just standing next to them or sitting next to them, 
is enough. I remember one of like what my good friend will probably see tonight. Um, he was coaching football, and his one of his star players, whom he knew since he was a little boy, um, he's seventeen, got a full ride to a university f- to play football, uh, died. He drowned in the ocean. And I and as I knew, like we were getting text messages that day saying, "Oh, he's missing. I don't know where he is. He's at. You know, he he went under." And me and one of my friends drove to my friend's house. And we just sat there with him. We didn't say anything. We didn't say, what was he thinking, go to the ocean? Or maybe they'll find him. Or, you know, you got to let him go. Or, you know, like stupid stuff. We just sat there. We didn't say a word. And to this day, this man will go through the fire with me and our other friend. Because we stayed quiet. Sometimes in suffering, when your friends are suffering, just being there is enough. Let's see. Chapter 3. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. And Job said, Let the day perish on which I was born, and let and the night that said, A man is conceived, let the day be darkness. May God above not seek it, nor light shine upon it. Let gloom and deep darkness claim it. Let clouds dwell upon it. Let the blackness of the day terrify it. That night, let thick darkness seize it, let it not rejoice among the days of the year. Let it not come into the number of the months. Behold, let that night be barren. Let no joyful cry enter it. Let those curse it who curse the day, who are ready to rouse up Leviathan. Excuse me. Uh, Let the stars of its dawn be dark. Let it hope for light, but have none nor see the eyelids of the morning, because it did not shut the doors of my mother's womb, nor hide trouble from my eyes. Why did I not die at birth, come out from the womb and expire? Why do the knees receive me, or why the breast that I should nurse? For then I would have lain down and been quiet. I would have slept, and then I would have been at rest. With kings and counselors of the earth, who rebuilt ruins for themselves, or princes who had gold, who filled their houses with silver, or why I was not hidden, stillborn child as infants who never see the light. There the wicked cease from the troubling. Uh, there the wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary are at rest. There the prisoners are at ease together. They hear not the voice of the taskmaster. The small and the great are there, and the slave is free from his master. Why is light given to him who is in misery, and life to the bitter in soul, who long for death but it comes not? And dig for it more than for hidden treasures, who rejoice exceedingly and are glad when they find the grave. Why is light given to a man whose way is hidden, whom God has hedged in? For my sighing comes instead of my bread, and my groanings are poured out like water. For the thing that I fear comes upon me, and what I dread befalls me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, but trouble comes. Chapter 4 Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered and said, and here's the problem with their his friends. They started. They opened their mouth, so it's going to get bad for them. Then Eliphaz, so chapter 4, uh, then Eliphaz the Temanite answered and said, If one ventures a word with you, will you be impatient? Yet who can keep from speaking? Behold, you have instructed many, and you have strengthened the weak hands. Your words have upheld him and you who is stumbling, and you have made firm the feeble knees. But now it has come to you, and you are impatient. It touches you, and you are dismayed. Is not your fear of God your confidence, and the integrity was your 
ways your hope. Remember who that was innocent ever perished? Or were their upright cut off? As I have seen, those who plow iniquity and sow trouble reap the same. By the breath of God they perish, and by the blast of his anger they are consumed. The roar of the lion, the voice of the fierce lion, the teeth of the young lions are broken. The strong lion perishes for lack of prey, and the cubs of the lioness are scattered. Now a word was brought to me stealthily. My ear received the whisper of it, amid thoughts from visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on men. Dread came upon me, and trembling, with, which made all my bones shake. A spirit glided past my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. It stood still, but I could not discern its appearance. A form was before my eyes. There was silence, and I heard a voice. Can mortal man be in the right before God? Can a man be pure before his maker? Even in his servants he puts no trust, and his angels he charges with error. How much more those who dwell in the houses of clay, whose foundation is in the dust, who are crushed like the moth. Between morning and evening they are beaten to pieces, they perish forever without anything regarding it. Is not their tent cord plucked up within them? Do they not die, and that without wisdom? So Eliphaz pretty much saying to Job, you are not blameless in this. You've done something. We don't know what you've done, but you brought this on yourself, pal. And there, I mean, the rest of the book, they're going to be going back and forth, and Job's going to be more and more miserable. But, um, I probably could read one more chapter, but I, th I like to keep just four chapters. It'd be nice to knock this out in 10 or less. Uh, anyways, I'm going to do one more chapter. Maybe chapter 5. Chapter 5. Call now. Is there anyone who will answer you? To which the Holy Ones will you turn? Surely vexation kills the fool and jealousy slays the simple. I have seen the fool taking root, but suddenly I curse his dwelling. His children are far from safety. They are crushed in the gate. There is no one to deliver them. The hungry eat his harvest, and he takes it even out of the thorns. And the thirsty pant after his wealth. For affliction does not come from the dust, nor does trouble sprout from the ground. But man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. As for me, I would seek God, and to God I would commit my cause, who does great things and unsearchable marvelous things without number. He gives rain on the earth and sends waters on the fields. He sets on high those who are lowly, and those who mourn are lifted to safety. He frustrates the devices of the crafty, so that their hands achieve no success. He catches the wise in their own craftiness, and the schemes of the wily are brought to a quick end. They meet with darkness in the daytime, and grope at noonday as in the night. But he saves the needy from the sword of their mouth, and from the hand of the mighty, so the poor have hope, and injustice shuts her mouth. Behold, blessed is the one whom God reproves, Therefore, despite not the discipline of the Almighty. For he wounds, but he binds up. He shatters, but his hands heal. He will deliver you from six troubles. In seven, no evil shall touch you. In famine, he will redeem you from death, and in war, from the power of the sword. You shall be hidden from the lash of the tongue, and shall not fear destruction when it comes. At destruction and famine, you shall laugh, and shall not fear the beasts of the earth. For you shall be in league with the stones of the field, and the beasts of the field shall be at peace with you. You shall know that your tent is at peace, and you shall inspect your fold and miss nothing. You shall know also that your offspring shall be many, and your descendants as the grass of the earth. 
You shall come to your grave in ripe old age like a sheaf gathered up in its season. Behold, this we have searched out is true. Hear and know, for it is good. So I think that's still his friends talking to him. And I don't know if that was him, him talking to them or his friends talking. or I don't know what it was. It uh, seemed like it was a prophecy see, as to what's going to happen at the very end. The main theme of Job, I, I would say, the main theme is that we all will have to go through suffering. We're on earth. This isn't heaven. And you shouldn't expect earth to be heaven. We're all going to go through suffering. And sometimes there's no reason why. And we have to be okay with that. Like Job. Hits? Nope. Um, is this? Yep. Right straight. Um, so, anyways, Job chapters one through five. A lot happened in like one paragraph. Everything was just taken, and now we have a story to tell. It's mainly uh, just a bunch of conversations Job is having with friends and his wife. The spoiler alert is his friends are going to keep pushing him to, to confess his sin. They think he's hiding something. Like maybe he's having an affair. Or maybe he's worshipping Satan. Or, you know, there's something they want him to confess to them. And he says, I have nothing to confess. I've been upright this whole time. And he's not arrogant about it. He's just truthful. And what's interesting about this story, there's a ton of similar stories like this in mythology like a Job story, and in those stories, the Job character always confesses some sin, and they're like, oh, well, and then they get better. But in this story, they don't, uh, Job does not confess any sin, and because there was none, and, and, and well, eventually something terrifying happens. It's probably the, this, this is probably the scariest book in the Bible for what happens towards the end of the book. And, anyways, uh, I don't want to give it away, but you're gonna, I was scared by it, so, so, with that, I've just parked, and, uh, anyways, I love you kids, and I'm proud of you, and I pray you never have to deal with the heartbreak that Job did. I pray you guys don't suffer. No, I think I've done enough suffering. I mean, I can't even talk to you guys about my childhood because a couple of you would just start crying. It's kind of sad. I thought I had a pretty good childhood. Pretty fun. So, Well, I love you very much. I hope you have a great day. Give your mom or dad a call. Just say hi. Or not. Pray for us, though. Because uh, I'll tell you this. I pray for you guys all day. And I think about you guys all day long. As a parent, I, I just think about just moments we've had in the past. And, and I just smile to myself. I'm so blessed to have you guys in my life. 
It's the greatest thing being a parent. It really is. I hope some of you make the decision to become parents. You don't have to, but I, I hope you do because I feel a lot closer to my parents being a parent myself. I start to understand where they were coming from. You know, well, it also helps me understand God too because God's a parent to us all. Well, I love you very much, and in everything you do, do it for the kingdom and the king. God bless. So oh.